water, fucking blood transfusion. <laughs> Gun. Gun. Loaded. <laughs> Double-barreled shotgun. Transatlantic Rants, episode 17. We made it. We made it. We made it to another episode. I'm excited. He's here. I'm in Canada. This is Fraser. I'm joined by Jeremy in England. Hello, Jeremy. Quiet as to not to offend the gods. So what's going on? (laughs) (laughs) I've got a cold. Right. And I've got a really, really brutal hangover. You know the ones that kind of just sit around in your brain and just kind of like blang it about a bit. You got that kind of like sicky feeling and sharp sort of things are all around and the the room's kind of moving and um, you feel a bit. There's a little tinge of fear in the air as well. You know that kind of that that's that kind of hangover. And that can only be created by having about five pints and a bottle of wine um, and probably whatever else I've found in the cupboard. Yeah, do. Do you sort of feel as though you're in that sort of zone where you're not quite sure what you can do? You're not well enough to really do anything properly. Yes. But you also have the guilt that you're not doing. See, the problem is as well at this age, if you have a hangover and and you're not doing anything on a Saturday and you're married. (laughs) You're a kid. There's a lot of guilt that comes with having a hangover and doing nothing. Oh, I know. The thing thing is, is you're forced into having to do stuff as well. You can't stop a kid from screaming and and a wife from nagging. So you've kind of just got to, like, deal with it. And you sort of sit there, you know, like you're in your underpants with a string vest on the sofa, just wondering what what happened, you know, being sort of, like, bum-raped by the alcohol beast. That's how I feel at the moment. I just was just... You just went out for a couple with work, and all of a sudden that just turned into a few more, and you knew you had to get home, and you tried to do what was right, and then you just come back and blang it. So I've kind of got... You know, you get the guilt, yeah. The guilt comes in as well. It's a little bit like, I suppose, you know, like some sort of, like, loss. that You go through various stages of sort of, like, euphoria, just sort of, like, then waking up. And then I woke up, and I literally felt like I'd been mummified. I was, like, dry because it was cold. I must have drunk so I must have drunk so much water as well, and nothing's happened. Nothing's improved it. But then I read once that apparently in Russia they created a pill that they were going to give their agents that actually completely nullifies the effects of a hangover, and it couldn't come onto the commercial market because they were worried it would just create a nation of even more alcoholics. So yeah, too right. Imagine if you couldn't get if you didn't get a hangover, that would be awesome. Wouldn't that be great? Party yeah. central. Yeah, so yeah, so we'll never know. But agents obviously do. They've obviously had you know, the ability to go out and wine and dine with whoever they have to sort of like find information from, and then the next day they're all good. So, yeah. yeah, now see, would it make more sense if they had a pill that negated the effects of being drunk? Then they could get the information. The hangover—it's a little bit after the horse has bolted, hasn't it? 
Yeah, possibly, but, you know. I wouldn't mind giving it a go, wouldn't you? I guess. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, no, apart from that, work continues on. The uh, That's good. The after effects of Christmas. Yes. Well, we suppose we should start by saying apologies it was so long to get an episode out. Blame me. I will. I will. No. Well, yeah, I can blame you easily, but that would <laughs> <laughs> give it a go then. <laughs> Try on. For- well, yeah. No, there were a couple of times when we tried to get together. It didn't quite work out, did it? I'm not one for playing the blame game. I'm beyond that. It didn't work out because I never turned up. <laughs> you were like there with your little jacket and a rose, you know, in the top sort of like part of your lapel, and you were at the train station, and I just did. I didn't arrive, mate. No, you didn't. I, I remember I, I got. Know. Remember when I was about nineteen at university? I got stood up on a day. I met a girl when I was out, and she was like, "Yeah, yeah, we should go out and whatever." And at the end of the night, I was so excited. I'd got a date, and then she blew me out completely. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just back to Mr. Hand Puppet. It was like that. I've had that feeling every week for the last three weeks. <laughs> It's okay, I'm learning to deal with it. <laughs> but I, I feel the pain coming across the Atlantic. Oh, uh, it's okay. You know, that's terrible. What, you, you, did you turn up for the day and she just didn't turn up? I turned up, I went to, she, I knew where she lived, she told me where she lived, so I went to go, I went to go see her. So I knocked on the door the next day and I to uh, go take her out or go out with her. And uh, one of the other girls in the house answered and said she'd gone. I don't know where. To her parents or something. Do you think she was hiding upstairs? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell him I'm here. Tell him I've gone out. I could hear whispering behind me in the other room. (laughs) No, I couldn't. I couldn't. I've just got this little vision of you. You'd you'd pick some wild daisies or something, and you just had this kind of like stalks. You know, I hadn't picked any flowers, but I I was quite excited. It was pretty brutal. She good looking. I can't remember. I was so hammered when I met her. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, uh, the good old days. Yeah, I did the I did the thing in reverse. I remember at the um, at the at the old court, um, just basically having to hide from a girl who'd come to sort of see me there. She knew I, I'd hang out, was hanging out there, and I had to hide upstairs. And I could see her through the window talking to Mark or somebody and asking where I was. And that was that was awful, um, but it's just a difficult thing. You see, now because we have mobile phones and email and all the rest of it, you can do all your dumping or your kind of like ignoring through through the medium of communications. You know, so it's it's all changed, mate. You know, you don't have to have the emotional involvement of going. I don't want to go out with you anymore. You just have to write a little text saying it's not you, it's me. I don't want to go out or, anymore. Or just ignore the text and hide. Just ignore it, yeah, or <laughs> just hide. Just, spe- just have special hiding cupboards that you can go in, or little boxes, you know, put some supplies in there. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, so, so we, Christmas, so, so what happened? Yeah, so we, had, uh, so we had a bit of a hangover from Christmas, and we finally have made it. I don't know, I suppose a, a break is as good as a rest. Uh, yeah, so Christmas, how was your Christmas? That was my Christmas. Shall I start? Go my Christmas. Then. I'm going to start. My Christmas was brutal. I mean, my kids enjoyed it, which is great. Spoiled again, loads of presents. But I was ill. I got ill Christmas Eve. 
felt like a freight train had hit me Christmas Day and Boxing Day, and finally felt well enough to go back to work the day after Boxing Day, which has pretty much summed up my Christmas. Oh, cool. My wife was ill, kids were ill, everybody was ill. Did you, you know, have just sort of like the, the bad illness as well, like the, the, the bottom and um, throat illness? Puking and shit? Uh, no, no, I didn't. I think that was before, but I don't know. I had the typical. I get always get super ill for a couple of days, and then probably just a lingering cough for another two weeks. But I'm well enough to go back to work. My wife was quite ill. She had viral flu, so she was knocked out for really about two weeks, a week badly. And uh, you know, and then you're playing catch up and. Because you're all stuck in the house and whatever, so... Do you have those adverts in, in, in Canada where you have kind of like... They, they, they have them in the NHS and they show you when people sneeze or, um, you know, coughing or whatever, how all the germs spread and they've kind of got like, you know, like a... a, a I suppose a, a crime scene and you can see all the handprints and, and everything else around there. And I would love to know and trace where my cold had originated from, who I got it from, so that they could go back... I could just punch him in the face and say, look, look what you've done. Because you've been snotting everywhere, because you puked or you had some stomach bug and you weren't hygienic with what you were doing. And this, this harks back to people, and this happens so often, where I'd just be, uh, again, having a pee in like the toilets and the blokes would come out the cubicle and they'd just walk straight out the door. And I'd say, well, have you washed your hands? What's happened there? What happened between you having a big shit and wiping all that shit off your ass, and now you just walked the door? And where... where and you just bypassed washing your fucking hands. And I think this is where these, this is where these stomach bugs come from, mate, because obviously you're out, and in, in human nature, we, we talk, we eat, or whatever. We don't have an opportunity to keep washing around before we eat anything. So this is where your wife probably got this horrendous thing from. And then that was it. Christmas is gone. It's knackered because somebody's just not washing their hands. Well, yeah, there is that. I mean, you know what? The thing is, you've got... You wait till your boy goes to school, then you're in big trouble, because then those kids... That, but these tramps that live with you, which are known... As, we call the children the tramps now, because they just treat... treat <laughs> they just, cause they just, all they care about is eating your food, making a mess. They have no respect for anything. They wouldn't wash, ever, ever, if, you didn't, if they didn't have to. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> Our, our, my boy hates having his face washed already. He's got that kind of typical kind of grimace when you're trying to wash his face. And he just throws this massive strop. And, it, and it's strange because you realise that certain traits are ingrained. They don't learn this. They just it's, it's ingrained to hate having, that done, having it done. I can understand it. That's fair enough. But, but yeah, the point is, when they go to school, then they're going to bring back everything. They do. I've never been so ill in my life since the kids started going to school. Oh, does he have the train tracks of hell? You know those two bits of green snot that start from the nose and just join the lips, and they're just constantly there? Like, no, he won't even let it get to that stage. He'll get his finger up there and start digging around before, <laughs> <laughs> before, he, lets, before he lets get to that stage. <laughs> He's a dirty little trampy boy. Don't let the wires cross! Oh, man. I know. That's the thing, because you're probably fine that he's just having a good old shovel up there, be knuckle deep in nostril, and then just be wiping it down your couch. Ain't he? Yeah. And you'll be hey. trying to find that 50p you thought you'd lost, and there it would just come out. I know, I know. And I'll tell you what, well, I remember I was thinking about you the other day, because we finished up Christmas, 
and then it got to about, I think it was the 9th of January, and I was like, okay, got to get the Christmas tree out this weekend. So we got the Christmas tree out. I took the Christmas tree out. It still had all the needles on it. I carried it out through the door, banging it through everything. The needles stayed on. I threw it at the end of the street for pickup. It didn't get picked up for two weeks, and it still had all its needles on two weeks later. (laughs) You see, I took our tree out, and it literally, like you say, it's, it's... you remember those old games where you had to get the, the metal hoop over like the wire and round and to the other side of out going, <laughs> when you try and get a Christmas tree, there is just no possibility of getting <laughs> it out of the door without it hitting anything. And, and, and even the slightest little like niche, and, and the whole lot was going all over the place, mate, literally, honestly, it's just these chunks of needles dropping. And you know we were describing it like Christopher Walken, like this kind of like dry Walken. stuff. Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. Is it Walken? He's got one of those names. It doesn't sound very well pronounced in English, does it? It Christopher Walken. It's got to be him. Christopher Walken. Walken. Where are you walking? I don't know. Where are you walking? I don't know. Yeah, no, he has got a bit of a weird one. But then in America, you have this ridiculous thing, don't they, where they sort of like, when when your name is, I don't know, um, uh, Colin Powell. No, your name's Colin. You don't don't try and like beautify your name, or if that's a word, is beautify a word? Have I just yes. made that up? All right, no. Well, don't try and like sex it up a bit by calling it Co- Colin. It's Colin, right? And that that's that. Colin. Here, <laughs> <laughs> Cole. You got the plans for those nuclear uh, nuclear uh, plans for uh, going into the east there, Cole? Hey, you got that, Cole? <laughs> Colin, Colin, what are you doing? Colin, stop invading Afghanistan. Colin, you know? Colin, and then they called it Colin, and, and like Anthony, Anthony. No, no, just just don't do that. Or, or Aaron, or Aaron, or, or, or those kind of like names where you kind of like try to do things. Or, or like Nigella Lawson. Basically, her father thought, I want to have a son. Right, no, I'm not having a son. I've got a daughter. Right, my name's Nigel. What can I do with that? We're calling her Nigella. Well, why we, can't we call her, call her Daisy or, 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 or Mildred or something? No, no, we're going to call her Nigella. You arrogant pig, isn't it? So anyway, yes. <laughs> I don't know if we got to that bit, but um, <clears throat> yeah. So my Christmas tree was not the same as your Christmas tree at all. Can you can you send me one? Can you do like the Nor you know like Norway does, and they send us a nice big Christmas tree? I'm telling you, mate. The, the way the way this one held, yeah, the way this one held up, we could send it to you, and it would, <laughs> and it would be cheaper in the long run. Get some seeds or something, and I'll plant it. I don't know if you're allowed to do that. I could plant a, a Canadian fern or something or other in the garden, and then eventually, I don't think I could bring myself to chopping it down, mate. I, I, I have the thing about plants. I even save like basil plants and stuff that we get from the supermarket. I can't see a plant die. Oh, stop it! I don't want you know what? Plants. I, when I grew, like, I grew a load of tomato plants, and and these are they screaming? <laughs> no, <laughs> but I, all of the offcuts, I, I was going to just chuck them on the compost heap, and I and I all the the ones that I wasn't going to sort of you know they, they hadn't reached the required standard of strength. No, that, that, like, like these breeding pots, and I put them all in there, and, then, and some of them grew big and strong, and others were, oh, don't and they didn't grow strong at all. So uh, the little oh, ones I had to take out, 
And then I was just about to chuck them on the compost heap, and I thought, I can't, I can't chuck them on there. And they were looking at me, and I was looking at them. <laughs> so I had to go and plant them. I had to go and plant them, so I planted them by the side of the shed. They died. They died a terrible death, because around the <laughs> I just chucked them with pee and stuff, when I asked to walk to the toilet after we had a bath. So you killed them anyway. So I killed them anyway, but then anyway, I could chop down a burn, so I'll have to let somebody else do it. But yeah, my, I, I, the other thing about Christmas is, and this is the thing that I've kind of like, it's, it's, it, it comes around, it's the strangest thing, it's a little bit like drinking, that you think you're never going to do it again, and then you do it again. It's like Christmas, I thought, we're going to have a much more easier, straightforward one, we're not going to get this, that, and the other thing, we're not going to spend a fortune, we're not going to buy loads of food, and we just have so much cheese. I'm not buying cheese anymore, <laughs> right? The stuff is just there, it, it's going to last until next year, the amount of cheese that we've got. And... <clears throat> I'm not going to... Sp- I spent so much on presents for, like, the lad, and, and it's just this enormous mound of plastic now. Massive amount of plastic, like we've discussed it before. It's just uh, too much. But you don't, and then the year will come, and you'll get that little Christmassy feeling, and you hear some of the songs, and it'll be... Oh, yeah, yeah. And this has absolutely yeah. nothing to do with the birth of Christ, does it, at all? Well, we talked about the plastic, yeah. It wasn't a very good rant when we brought it up before, but it is a, it's a very valid one. I don't know. I th- the thing is, I got a see. I got a secret to tell you, is that on a couple here, I tell you the secret. On a couple of Christmases, we can actually buy our children as presents. What? <laughs> they get so much from everyone else. They didn't even notice. It's just like, oh, okay, we'll get them a little something, but we didn't go mental. There's no point. They get so many presents from everyone else. See, I tried it's to like, do that with my wife and say that we don't need to keep. Yeah, you just need to get past the guilt on that one. They don't know. They don't know. They don't care. Yeah. Actually, now what's happened now is our our son is at the age now where he knows what he wants. Like, he has specific things he's asking for now. So this year we found we had to go get, you know, or we felt compelled to go get what he wants, which was a classic because he wanted this game called laser tag or something like that so my wife went and got it but it turned out to be this sort of plastic contraption that you strap your iPhone into and then you can play shooting video games as I pointed out to my wife on Christmas Eve our son doesn't have an iPhone (laughs) (laughs) so there was this panic rush to get that back to the store and change it oh crikey Uh, this is the the funny thing as well because your your kid's still doing the Father Christmas thing because you, know, you don't oh, yeah. thanks for it, do you? It's kind of like our Father Christmas. We've basically gone out, spent all our hard-earned money on these presents, and then you have to keep up this facade that some big fat man in a red thing has like done it. And it's, it's getting interesting, because I was having a discussion at, at a party, and there was a kid who was about 12 or 13, and he'd only just discovered about the Santa-like situation. And he, he was devastated. And they had to say, look, you've got to be quiet for the rest of the kids. You can't be telling them. But you just know he, that temptation, just so he's not real, it's going to happen. It's going to well, it manifest itself in anger, right? Yeah. You know, you've been lied disappointment, to. <laughs> disappointment, I've got to reveal this to the world. Yeah. Last year I found out there was no tooth fairy. That, that's done me now. I just don't, oh. believe, I don't believe in anything. You know? It's, it's ridiculous. This is the funny thing. It's like with religion and stuff. <laughs> but if you tell a lie long enough, people will start to believe it. And, and, and obviously with your various different gods and all the rest of it. Oh, I see. Right. 
Right. What was wrong with that rant? <laughs> I don't believe in the tooth fairy. Well, I don't. Last year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Right, edit all this bit out. No. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, yeah, the, the whole thing, I, I just think you, know, you just gorge yourself on lots of food. You, you, you eat stuff that you <laughs> never, ever bloody eat. I'm not, I'm honestly, we're gonna, I'm going to go and sit in a cave with a candle. Next year, that's going to be it. It's just going to be, just be kind of like some sort of... Or just go to a hotel and just literally just have something... No, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't what, with do an axe? I've done that. Don't do that. Why? Oh, that's even worse. Because you're just stuck in a hotel. <laughs> it's like you've got to think about this one. It's pretty good that everyone does the meal for you, but once you get past someone else cooking the meal for you, you're in a hotel. It ain't that great. Maybe it's got a pool there and such... Oh. No... No, it's, I just, you know what, I just, I'm just not going to do all the stuff. Yeah, you not, are. Not, mate. The problem is, it, yeah, you're the same as me. It's going to be driven by your wife, who's going to do it all, who gets super excited and loves it. And you're just... Your wife goes, has all these great, fantastic ideas, but you end up having to put them in place. And that's, that's, that's and where it goes, falls down. <laughs> yeah, you can't fight it. It's like old age. Yeah. Well, I'm getting some face cream. Don't have to be happy about it, though. I'm getting some Christmas face cream, and I am going to fight it. I'm not going the whole hog, and we're not getting another bloody tree. I mean, do you know what? I was in attempts just to do the fake thing. Get the fake tree. Be done with it. Get one that looks relatively like, you know, whatever. Um, and the other thing I'm also going to do is I'm going to just chuck out some of the old Christmas tunes, because they've now just become songs of misery. But it's kind of like ones that I put on and I'm trying to sort of get into them. Well, the weather outside is frightful. But, and then you've got that going on in the background. And I thought, well, I'm chucking out Bing as well. He can go. And I'm definitely chucking out that kind of slave shitty crap. You know, like, <laughs> and that's why I call Christmas tunes as well. That, that, that just brings on the misery. It's like a sort of Pavlovian response of misery. As soon as you start that off. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's Christmas! And you just think, oh, fuck off! <laughs> Yeah, I know, I agree. Okay, well, that's, yeah, Christmas. Did you get any nice Christmas no. presents? Okay, let's move on. Let's <laughs> <laughs> talk about Lance. All right. Yeah, Lance. Lance, Lance. Was this, yeah, good old Lance. Well, I don't know really, where where do you want to start with Lance? It's just the fall from grace is tremendous. You must be loving I, I, it. Do you know what? We, it is funny because we had any of our regular listeners out there, all one of them, which is when I listen to it again, see how bad it is. <laughs> I know as I watched that as I watched the download gig download uh, statistics go up as I check it every day. <laughs> download another copy. Can we get a denial of service attack or something on our, on our thing so it just hammers it with loads of hits? Can we pay some nerd somewhere just to sort of like do that? So we can have like a thousand hits, and then we go right up the iTunes thing, and then people start listening to it rather than Ricky Gervais and his nail filed teeth. And his inane fucking laughter. If you wanted to throw money at it, we could actually advertise it and probably get the listenership. Well, I, 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 yeah, if we can. Otherwise, it's just, this right. is just as futile as Christmas. Let's. Well, we have quite a. F- we do have quite oh, a few. Yeah, right. so we're all right, doing all right. Yeah, I know. My voice is too early in the morning. Oh, no, no, it's because your nuts haven't dropped. That's right. They haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're, you're like a little giggling child, aren't you, your little... <laughs> I know, man, that makes me laugh. Anyway, um, 
Anyway, Lance, yeah, we we had a, a rant some 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 many times ago um, <clears throat> about the whole thing about this. Uh, was he guilty? Was he not? And I don't know if you've seen the Oprah Winfrey thing. Have you seen? I didn't catch any of it. I haven't seen no, all of it. No, I knew. I knew all about it. I knew before he was going on there. I heard people talking about it after he was on there, but I wanted nothing to do with it. The only thing that interested me was I heard on the news somebody saying, one, that the Postal Service, who sponsored his team, there was a possibility they could sue, which would be for tens of millions of dollars. And the other thing was that there's a possibility he could be done for perjury. Yeah. Which, that, that interests me. Being sued for tens of millions of dollars in perjury suits me. as interests me. So if that was, you know, I'd like to see that well, happen. You've touched upon the most important point, I think, of the whole of this tawdry, god-awful episode, is that when he was on Oprah, and she said, you know, how has this affected you? The first thing that he said, and, and people can write in and correct me wrong, because I haven't seen the whole thing, and, and, but, you know, so many other people are going to be suing him, I don't think he'll have time to sue me, but the first thing that he sort of said was his sponsorship deals and how he'd lost all the sponsorship from Nike and all the rest of it. And I thought, so not the people that have believed in you and the people that have gone out and done stuff and really battled cancer and done all the other different things. You're, it's the money that has been the biggest impact to you. And I looked at him and he has a face like granite. He's kind of like this um, Abramovich-like fuckwit who has no emotion on their faces. You know, these sort of like people that you just sort of see on the street and there's this cold, dour face and a lightning bolt could strike behind them and you're just, you're just looking at them thinking, you know, these, these guys just, I don't know, they're just strange kind of like robots. Um, I just thought that was just disgraceful. Not all, he should have said all the people that I've let down. The, the, the money should have been so low down the list of stuff, you know, but it obviously has been an enormous motivator for him. And he said that, you know, when he was, when he did the first sort of cheating, um, that he just wanted to keep on doing the lie and living the lie. It's like, well, then you, your morals have to be totally in question here. That you just didn't stop, you carried on. You carried on almost like an addiction of carrying on fucking lying seven times, you know. <clears throat> and then I read Bradley Wiggins was saying that in the 2009, um, uh, Tour de France, that he came fourth and he was beaten by by Lance Armstrong. Um, oh, I heard something good the other yesterday. Tour de what they said the Tour de France, also known as Amsterdam, because everyone's riding around on bikes on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, he, I think he wanted to say it, but he didn't say it because he was saying it was probably a level playing field. Because at the time, this is going back some years. It was who could get the best drugs in and who could who could avoid the you know the drug uh, scans and all the rest of it. But Bradley said, you know, he saw him on the first week and he was struggling. Um, and he said, like, literally the next week in the mountains, it was a completely different rider he was up against. And he still believes that Lance was still doing drugs even up until that point. So Bradley pushed up. He was. He wouldn't have been able to commit. Yeah, but of course cheese. he was. What? <clears throat> he was. You know, you're getting later on in your career. You're going to need all the help you can get. You don't get, you know... But, mate, he had learned anything by that point. He was still prepared to cheat and weasel his way through. I, I just... It's just... I just think he should be tarred and feathered and dragged through a street somewhere in the States. 
You know, just people just chucking cabbages. We just get loads of rotten cabbages and stuff, and he gets dragged. We go back to medieval punishments again. He's just dragged through, and people are just throwing shit at him. And he just has to come back, and then he gets all of his kind of like night and all his bikes and everything else he's done, and they're all just crushed in front of him. And his home, a big, a big tractor just comes down and just revs through his house, and his wife's crying, and the babies all there, snot hanging out their nose, they're all crying, and they just go, that's what happens. What happens to you guys when you're cheating? Right? Nothing prevails. Now, fuck off. Yeah, well, yeah. So, I, I, yeah, and you know what I mean? I just, I, I, I'm interested in what happens. I don't think anything will. Typical. He's not going to get sued for tens of million dollars. He's not going to get done for perjury. He's just going to try and save, you know, probably save whatever semblance of reputation connected with keeping some of his money. I mean, he probably doesn't give a crap about his reputation. That's gone. But now it's the damage limitation is how much money can I save and keep myself, you know, secure in millions and... Well, the, the, the guy's got to be worth the, a lot of money. The, the tragic irony that he'll write another book about how he's battled against being a kind of social leper. And then that will then influence people that he's actually... No, he's battled his way through being a social leper. And he's come out the other side, and I'm going to start believing in Lance again. And then he's there having his blood <laughs> transfusions, cheating his way through something else. Honestly. Tarred and feathered, slung in a sewerage drain. Next. Yeah. No, 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 you're right. Uh-huh. That book is probably being written as we speak. I'd like to do the tarring and feathering. Oh, I bet you would. I, mean, I think, they, like would. the lottery, you will spin a thing and everyone buys a ticket and they can go to drug rehabilitation and we can all decide who gets the tar and feather lance. And we get, who was the other cheat? We get the, 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 the 100 metre runner from your Canada place, Jackson, what was his name? Ben, ben Johnson. Johnson. Get him. He can be tarred and feathered. And we just have a line of all, and that American runner, I don't know what her name was, she cheated as well. We just get them all through. It just seems to be a certain area where the cheese come from. Probably over the Atlantic, isn't it? I don't know. I think China's done pretty well for themselves and the Russians. Yeah, they. Yeah. Well, don't they take? Didn't you see? Uh, didn't you see yesterday? There was, I think, in the African Cup of Nations, or no, no, maybe it wasn't Ecuadoria or somewhere sent back. Yeah, it was Ecuador. I think Ecuadoria sent kicked out a player from Peru or something. I don't know what it was in the under-20 matches, because he turned out to be 24. You know, they're fielding older players with fake, you know, birth certificates or whatever to try and win these football matches. And there's the big controversy of some footballer in another country who they're pretty sure, they're pretty sure she's not a woman. (laughs) I thought that was a runner who they're pretty sure she's not. Oh, is it the runner? I can't remember. I think the beard gave her away. I don't know. But... (laughs) You know, in, in the days, right, and people remember this, and I, I'm not going to get sued because it's absolutely true, but we used to have two um, javelin throwers. We used to have Tessa Sanderson, and we used to have Fatima Whitbread. And Fatima Whitbread had a beard, had stubble, had an Adam's apple that was literally like a, a kind of like, I don't know, um, almost like a character out of a video game. And she was winning and all the rest of it. But you could tell from 5,000 miles away that she was on steroids. It was so obvious, but it was never, ever discussed. Never one said, why has she got a stubble? I don't like that. Why is she doing voiceovers for Phil? You know, no one ever discussed that. She was just allowed to basically just carry on doing that shit. Nothing was ever said. It was almost like a part of the thing. I'd be looking at it thinking, are you using a Gillette razor? What kind of razor are you using on that? (laughs) 
so that was my not how, how well did you how you know you did, you threw eighty seven meters that's fantastic I'm saying, what, 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 what were you doing with that stubble there? I think back in those days, England was just grateful for someone doing well, doing anything, turning up. Yeah, not like to, not like the days these days where the lottery money has uh, started to show its uh, um, usefulness. But isn't that fun? It's like with football teams and stuff, isn't it? It's about how they say the manager is a genius. It's such and such. It's not. It's, it's the checkbook. I, I could go into management and just stand in there and motivate the players during the half time and say, "Do such and such, blah blah." It's the checkbook. When you start throwing money at stuff, shit happens. There's no, there's no, there's no wonderful magic dust of the the, the, the special one like Mourinho and all the rest of it. It's because he had the best players and he had the biggest checkbook. That's it. And when you say, and, and and we've done well. It's great, you know, that we did well in the in, in the Olympics. And and it's a bit tragic now that some of the sports like that throwing the ball into the net game, that, that's not getting any funding, because they didn't do very well at that. I don't know how. I don't know how they could not have done well at that stupid game. That's like something you would just sort of make up in a schoolyard. That one? Well, it's almost pretty... Yeah, I saw a video. Was it actually that... Was it an Olympic sport? Yeah! Oh, I missed all yeah, that. Yeah, it was then. one of those ones that you could probably get Olympic tickets for. Which ones? Why haven't they got... And then I saw then, you know, squash. Squash should be an oh, Olympic yeah, sport. Absolutely. It's outrageous. It's not. You know... If you've got synchronised swimming, a load of women, basically anyone who does synchronised swimming, you need to stop being single, you need to get yourself on some of those websites and go and get a boyfriend. Because it's just a group of kind of like, it's a little bit like women's football, a group of lesbians just basically running around looking lonely. They should have the lonely Olympic-like gang. <laughs> they are, aren't they? They're just the, the loners in society. <laughs> You're probably not. You're probably all married and everyone's happy for you. God bless you. But that should never, ever, ever have entered into any Olympic arena. Or, or the wrestling that I saw. Greek wrestling, man. Like the only thing like Yeah, you can't get rid of the synchronised swimming. Otherwise, what sort of pictures are we going to get sent on our email every week? Oh, don't you get that? All the guys sending around pictures of the synchronised swimming accidents. Accidents? Yes. What's that? Things popping out. Things popping out. No. <laughs> See, I don't send you any of these emails because you're all you're on some secure tight network. Yeah, I don't, don't send anything don't, yeah. bad. I'm on the most loose, unmonitored. <laughs> In fact, if anybody Lad- is monitoring, it's my boss, and, and he's guilty of sending the worst stuff. <laughs> your, your your place sounds like the old-fashioned days when you used to get the Pamela Anderson stuff being sent around, and it was quite you know you'd sit there with your manager and you'd all appreciate it over a beer. Now it's like nothing gets through. You can't even have a picture of a nun. Coming through on those like the picture of nun. Don't let the nun through. But I'm religious. Don't let the picture of the nun preaching or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, how are we get into no, Lance? Anyway, back that. to Lance. So anyway, um, my general thoughts are about this whole sort of sad, sad, sad episode. Is it now just he? He needs to just not be given any more media coverage. He needs to just basically just be completely shunned. And let because I think it's taking away from what has been a monumental like moment, not only for, for Britain as well from our successes in the cycling. It kind of tinges it massively, and there's always these question marks. And they need to sort out. This needs to happen. That if you can have blood transfusions and it can literally wipe out showing the the, the drugs and all the rest of it, then that, that needs to be monitored. That these guys all go into a general hotel room that's actually monitored, you know, so they don't have these opportunities to sort of go off. And, do whatever they're doing because it's just it's just ruining it or we go back to what we were discussing you just have drug olympics 
drug things you just have pumped up steroid like lunatics just allowed out onto like you know the um the mountains of france absolutely full of every drug you can imagine you know, acid whatever and let them run down those big mountain things I got to admit, that is absolutely the 100% the answer. It's just say, look, you know what? We're just running it. We're not doing any more drug testing. Drug, drugs bad. You're not allowed to use drugs in the race. But let's, we'll tell you this: we're not testing for them. Yeah. All right. And then I want to see just you know somebody gets the, the mixture right. Some wacky scientist in eastern Russia or whatever gets the concoction just right and you see some guy he's just miles ahead of everyone and everyone's like just unbelievable how do you do it then the next year he gets it completely wrong and the player just his heart explodes out of his chest <laughs> comes out his throat as he's getting towards the finish line you just see his heart his t- fall out of his chest <laughs> He's just getting his yellow jersey, and he goes, excuse me, I just got a cough, and he coughs his lungs out, and they're just there like a pair of flapping fish either side of his face. You know, absolutely. Give them more stuff. And give them guns. Give them guns on this, so they're just basically shooting the opposition as they go along and stuff, or axes, or, um, you know, medieval swords and stuff. <clears throat> so going out there and they're clunking someone in the face, you know, just have it, make it more entertaining. We, we, I don't see why you couldn't do it. I tell you why. There's no reason why you couldn't do it. You have people who have these breakaway sports, right? Say you have... Oh, I'm trying to think of a good example. The only one I can think about is like professional wrestling where you had like the WWF or whatever it was. And then somebody breaks off and does their own version, you know, then it becomes the, you know, whatever. The UFC. I don't know. UFC is proper fight, isn't it? But why not just have somebody say, you know what? We're going to do it. We're going to break away. And you guys, all you guys that got banned, you can come and race in our sports. All right? Yeah, the first year we might only have a few thousand people watching. But once it catches on, and then anyone can join in, sponsorships through the roof, sponsored by everyone bad as well. Who cares? Alcohol companies, cigarettes, you know, somebody winning the Tour de France with Marlboro plastered across the... (laughs) Back to the good old days. He's having a fag on his bike. I'd tell you what, there, there's a lot of mileage in that. I, I, honestly, I, I would specifically tune in. Well, there would be less hypocrisy, wouldn't well, it? Well, it would. I, I think it's part of human evolution. If you're able to sort of like do this kind of like stuff, then, then, then let it be out there. But don't do it in the sneaky background. I want to see lots of mad professors, their hair, you know, in that kind of bald bit and the hair around the sides and the little round glasses. And they're there with these smoking tubes of purple mixtures and the, the guys are kind of like necking him down and then his Hulk kind of appears his shirt's just going ripped out and get on his bike like an elephant on a tricycle and get up this mountain <laughs> smacking someone in the face getting out of medieval source decapitating somebody else you know yeah well Marlborough is written across their chest yeah it would yeah, yeah. It would, yeah that's exactly it would be great okay so we're done with Lance yeah chuck him in the bin Okay, I'll just go quickly. I know we mentioned the lottery, so this was one. I got stuck behind somebody buying... I had to go to the supermarket to return something, you know, when you have to go to the little desk, to re- the returns desk in the supermarket to take something never- back. She's like, oh, yeah, she, well, I knew where I was. She just said, oh, yeah, you need to go take it back there to that desk. And then I got stuck. There was one person, in f- two people in front of me, and, of course, it's the same old thing. They're buying their lottery tickets, and I'm sitting there waiting, having to wait five minutes while they buy lottery tickets. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So I'm looking around. There were two things that made me laugh when I was waiting for the lottery tickets. Well, one, the lottery tickets weren't making me laugh because 
that just annoyed me. Second of all, I looked over, and if you, I don't know if you have it in England now, you can buy all sorts of gift cards in the supermarket now. So you would buy a $25 gift card for iTunes, where they activate it at the till, and you can give it to someone as a present. I don't know. Do you have that there? You're stuffing your face, aren't yeah. you? <laughs> what are you eating? A broken roll. A bacon roll. I'm hungry. No, oh, that's fair enough. Is it good? It's cold now. Oh. So anyway, they have all these gift cards. You can buy someone gift cards for different restaurant chains and all that one. And then they had a gift card for petrol. So you could buy $25 worth of gas to give somebody... I guess maybe I don't know. It was wrapped up. It was in there with the gifts. Why would you do that? Give the gift of petrol. <laughs> it's like getting to buy someone a present and just grabbing some of those crappy old flowers off a of petrol's forecourt and buying that. Why? Why? Give it to your grandma and say, "Look, you can come and visit us now." Here's twenty-five dollars. The thing is, it wasn't even. I was looking at the small print, and it wasn't that you were buying. $25 worth of petrol, which might make sense, say you wanted to give it to your kid. Here you go, here's an emergency, keep this in your glove box, which of course the kid's going to use it as soon as he needs petrol. But it was, here, this gives you, it was, you put $25 on it and it gives the bearer, the person who gets it, tw- 10 cents off every liter of gas. So discounted gas, giving the gift of discounted gas. <laughs> I really honestly, Mate, I, I give, am missing I give something. The my discounted gas all the time for free. <laughs> she doesn't have to worry about that. <laughs> well, you go, okay, there's the gift that keeps on giving. Keep on giving. <laughs> it has different variations depending on what's being given you. And then the other thing they had right there on the side was a horoscope calendar which was right next to the till. You know, one of those point-of-sale items which you look at, you just go, no way. In the super- supermarkets are brilliant for it. The point-of-sale items, you know, the most atrocious rubbish sitting at the till. I know. And they had the it's ho- like the last chance they- balloon for these poor little items. It is. Buy just, me! I, they no, must- buy me! What, their guys must be sitting there in the, in the meetings just like, what is the lowest common denominator piece of item that we you know item that we can get people to buy they wonder whether they have a bet or something they go no way there is you know Jeff comes in on the Monday he goes I got it he goes we can do this we're gonna I, I've got this one the horoscope calendar and the guy's going no way there's no way anyone will buy that there's no way anyone's gonna buy that he's going I'm gonna get someone to buy it you watch and I saw someone buy one it was just she just looked at it it was like I wanted to say what what you don't need that you just don't need that. It's going to cost you more than half the total of the shopping you have in your basket. It is an utter, it's something you just don't need. Don't. It reminds me, mate, of, of when I used to drive to my folks. I was always going past this farm that had this big sign saying goat meat for sale. I just was thinking that some people might just go out and go, do you know what we've forgotten? We've forgotten the goat meat. We'd better go back. And that one must have gone. Do you know what? I've, oh, oh, they've got one. The horoscope calendar. That's what I need. I can take that off my list. That's what I wanted to come out and get. I mean, honestly. And, and, and the horrible sweets as well that no one bloody wants. They normally are all there, aren't they? They scatter them along there. Um, I don't know if you have it. We have, like, insurance forms. And you can buy, like, Tesco's will have their kind of, like, 
loans and everything else. They're all there. Yeah, they're usually after the checkouts that we we're here. So you go through the checkout, and then somebody's accosting you, trying to get you to buy into their savings plan or their car insurance or whatever. It's, it's a strange yeah. one. I, so what happened with the lottery woman then? What, why is it well, no, she because they were trying to think of their numbers there and then. It just seems to take so long because they're checking all the tickets and they're buying the new tickets, and I don't know. It's just. Like, isn't there somewhere else you can get lottery tickets? Why is it always in the supermarket where I should be buying food? Why is it old people are always, always out at weekends? They're always out there blocking the aisles, getting in the way, and they've got all fucking weeks to do their shopping, and they decide to do it when we, the workers that are keeping their pensions going, and we're going to have to work much later because they haven't planned and they've taken every bit of resource out of the planet already. They're always there and they're fiddling around and they get out a little light token. Oh, yes, no, I've also got these. All right, well, why didn't you give them to the other woman at the start of the thing so she could have taken off rather than now? Ah. I know. Anyway, shopping. Yeah. I don't spend too much time on shopping because I always like it's one of my favourites. So. Well, in that sort of like area, um, I don't know if you're having during the recession, but we're having some rather big players that are buckling. HMB has unfortunately buckled um, due to the sort of like financial uh, horrendousness of the recession, and I suppose it's not that they're not getting loaned any more money. But I am seeing other companies and other sorry other other shops that are just on the horizon. There, you know, the ones that you think, why are you selling fifteen thousand various different items? Why don't you just concentrate on a few things and do that well? Because HMV's gone into games, it went. It's obviously had the CDs, it went into books, it went into videos, it went into electronics, it went into all this different stuff. And when you do that, you're not concentrating on the thing that's kind of like why people go there. And it's, I think people get confused. I'm saying that WH Smith is a classic. Now, this is just my personal opinion, WH Smith, but I think you're going the same way. You have got so many various different items of such. Do you want to sell books? Do you want to sell cards? Do you want to sell such such? Do you want to sell video games? What are you What are you actually selling here? You know, and and I, I'm just worried that you know, and I want to be an advisor. I want to say, look, I'm just thinking that your place is looking a bit tired and a bit ratty, really. What, what are we doing with this? We need to update. You know, boots. You know, you've got these other new pharmacies coming across, and you're also trying to sell children's clothes as well as your drugs and everything else. What, what are you doing? Because you were saying, yeah. Then you have these big supermarkets now that are sort of taking over this whole sort of thing now. Everything that you want is there. There's a backlash. Well, everything is, yeah. Like I was talking to you before, we have a Target that's opening up just down the down the uh, road from us, and uh, you know everything will be available in there. It'll revitalize the mall that it's been put in, which is pretty much a you know, a nothing mall right now. It'll revitalize it. They'll get a lot of business in there and it'll make it fantastic. But, you know, still, the problem with the big targets or the Walmarts or whatever it is is they're just decimating the smaller businesses in the towns. Uh, Do I have any love lost for a Boots or a WH Smith or an HMV that goes under? No. I'd love to see those. I'd love to see less of those stores. And then... When the properties in the high street properties become less, the rent for those properties becomes less ridiculous, then you can afford somebody going in there who says, you know what, I'm going to put in there a greengrocer's. And then you can go buy your fruit and veg from a little store rather than having to go, you know, to the big 
shopping center where you're stuck behind someone buying lottery tickets and horoscope calendars, <laughs> right? I want to go to a greengrocer's. All I needed was some, you know, if I want cheese, it'd be nice to have a, che- a proper cheese You can have some of my cheese. Yeah, I've got loads of cheese. <laughs> I like <bought> loads. <laughs> so, oh, dear. Yeah, but, you know, we talked about the death of the retail stores or yeah. whatever. Right? It's, a, it's, no, it's no surprise. And you know what? I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. No, that's, that's fair enough, man. I think, you know, it's actually taking risk. Tesco's are now coming to fight. They, they are seen as this too much of a corporate beast. The, the consumer is fighting back, like with Starbucks and their avoidance of, of tax and stuff like that, or corporate tax. But there is a backlash, and people are now voting. We've become like the silent, like, you know what, fuck you. You're not getting our money. And obviously with Starbucks, they, they obviously were so aware of the bad PR that they gave $20 million, just like that. It's like, well, what is the whole process here of the taxman saying, well, you actually owe such and such, so we want that figure? They, they could just say, well, we'll just give you $20 million. All right, well, great, thanks. That's not gone through any process, is it? You just pulled that out, figure out your ass. You think that's what, what, what was desired or, or needed? You know. Yeah, you've got so much money as well. You can just drop twenty million like that. You know, it makes no difference. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, but your consumers, you have to vote with your wallet. Dude. You have to. Tesco's is finding you know, that, mate. But I, it's, it's hit its peak, and they've gone into too many things. They've become too aggressive, and all the rest of it. People go, you know what? We prefer the little light shop that had the. That you're talking about, you know, little grocers where. You, know, you, you could have a little chat with the guy and he had some special aubergines or something that he's going to sell to you or whatever. And we want the human touch. We don't want the faceless, faceless corporateness that's going on out there. So, yeah. No, you don't. It'll come round. So I'm not going to lose any sleep over an HMV or a WH Smith going down the pen. HMV's going down. Big deal. Don't care. Move on. Dog food. Who cares? Just a shop. Tell me about Just a shop selling Okay, moving on to dog food. This was an idea I had. Uh, two ideas for dog food. One, dog food should have a special dye in it that makes dog poo fluorescent pink. <laughs> so that you can just... You, there's no avoidance. There it is. You can see it. So that you've got no problems with stepping in it or anything like that. And second but of no all... If you could, if you, you know, no problems with stepping in it. You're going to see that. And uh, if you could mix it up and have lots of different types of colours in different dog foods, rainbow. then no, not that you'd have rainbow. That you know, people who feed their dogs, you'd get to know, you know, hey, that somebody's dropping fluorescent deuces all over the place here. We're going to find out. <laughs> We're going to find out who's dropping the fluorescent pink deuces. Are you yeah, going to find that, that out? That make well, you just get to know the. Pe- you're going to get to know the patterns, aren't you? What? You're just going to see some pink poo and think, ah, oh, there's more pink poo. It's not going to sort of have a little trail leading back to little grannies there feeding a dog with a shovel. No, but sooner or later, someone will see somebody's bulldog dropping the pink ones. And they'll be like, oh, it's you. Oh, I You're see. The one. Oh, so, yes, there'll be a theme. <laughs> I guess. Or put these RFID chips, you know, these tracking chips, little chips in... Uh, uh, dog food. So you could just scan, scan. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. I got this. I've got this. <laughs> Put the little RFID chips in uh, dog food so that uh, I don't know where I was going with this one, but you could scan. <laughs> Hang on. I've got this. <laughs> <laughs> 
So you could scan the dog's excrement and it would tell you I who the animal was. That doesn't work. Do have I haven't really thought that, that have you? That it doesn't make any sense. No, the I the only way you could ever do that, mate, is that in your street, every dog owner has the colour stamped on where their number is they have a colour stamped on their thing and you have to feed your dog that type of food mixture so that you can know in the localised area that if you're seeing lots of pink shit everywhere you know it's number 17 that's been producing all the pink shit from their big yeah no you know what I'm planting the seeds I think the idea has room to to, to germinate and grow but I haven't quite figured out the technology (laughs) how it would work I haven't, no. I haven't. I haven't. All right, but, you know, like all great inventors, I'm not going to be put down by the doubters. I'm going to work on this one. I'm coming back next week with an update. Dog shit. Yeah, I don't care. There's got to be, you know. I don't know what you Okay. We actually, with our our, um, human shit, we we create it and are turning it into fuel, um, which is something that I don't know if many people knew. We actually are able to burn our poo and create energy off it, which is which is useful because obviously we're producing so much of it. And if you drive past Chertsey um, any time or when you're going on the on the M3 there, you can just smell the sewage there. I keep thinking, why haven't you planted any sort of like I don't know, um, lavender or something around there to counteract the smell of everyone's turds? That's what you could do. You could get Lance Armstrong and Ben Johnson and throw them in there. <laughs> there could be a big throwing them in the English sewerage pot sort of like deal. I think the problem with dog muck, mate, is, is and <clears throat> I see this all the time, is that these people often go out late at night and they cannot be asked to pick up their dog's, their dog's poo. And it's normally the big dogs that you seem to see. You know, these big, and you think, how much food are you feeding this animal? Big man-sized plops that are just there waiting for some poor kid to fall face-first into. And until we get people who, who are, are saying, look, I've just seen you just do that, you're not going to clean that up and actually get some social embarrassment around it, which is obviously you know, going to continue because this stuff as well, it clings, doesn't it, into the grooves of your shoes. It doesn't go. It's the worst stuff. It's like toffee, stickily kind of like deal, like tar. You've got in there and you can never get it out, man. It's not like mud where you can just let it dry and then clack your boots outside and get rid of it. It doesn't does, dry, does it? Does not for years. It's <laughs> the lubricant you have to oil find, instead of oil. You have to find gravel. That's your good thing. You've got to find some gravel at the side of the road. That's usually... Well, I don't know. Anyway, look, let's move on to something a little bit nicer. Or not, you know, or, or not so nice. Mittens yeah. on strings. Um, I was walking with my wife and kids. Oh, you know what we didn't talk about was the weather. Because we were going to talk about the weather, weren't we? Because you guys have had snow, right? You've had a winter. Five minutes of... You've had five minutes of snow. Five... I heard you had five inches of yes, snow. Yes, I think... I think the, um, so, uh... The, a weatherman with a very small penis. How's that bacon <laughs> sort of going for you, that bacon roll? You're empty, aren't you? <laughs> I, I am, uh, I'm not too, it's too nice early for me on to there. Get. The bacon's just a lovely little bit of salty. It's, it's very nice. It's actually making me feel ten times better, which is, oh, which that's is, good. is great. But no, we, we had a, a weatherman with a very small penis who said, thinks that five centimetres is five inches because it wasn't that. But I'll tell you what, it ground everything to a halt here. 
we have this little flurry of snow and everything just stops. The trains won't run. It's like an apocalypse. It kind of like... <laughs> I know, it was funny because we were here. Just I check in on Facebook every so often and... Uh, just that suddenly just one day I checked into Facebook and just the thousands of people on there posting about the weather and snow pictures of their kids yay we've thrown the kids out in the snow and you can still see patches of grass we're just sitting here in Canada going what the hell's going on over there I mean you get enough to like have an igloo outside your house and we've got enough to make a snow people are building we don't handle it mate yeah we uh, no you don't we had I mean we had a ton of snow about Probably about the same time, and uh, that's just gone, and then it snowed again last night and the day before. What we have had this week, it has been cold, man. Unbelievable. Cold, you guys have no idea. It has been savage. Uh, Like, generally, pretty much the average temperature this week, average temperature, or has been around about minus 15 every day. (laughs) It's been... And then going down to minus 18, minus oh, 19 at night. And, and we're one of the warmest parts of the country as well. Like in Winnipeg, it was going down to minus 30, minus 43. It's been minus 25 in the oh. wind. So I went to Home Depot the other day to go pick something up in the car park in the morning. I got caught trying to load this toilet in the back of my car. And the wind was whipping around. Honestly, Oh, it was enough to make me move straight away. It was so like cold. That really kind of like, when you have to go, like, get on the train in the morning, you get that initial first like, breeze that just sort of hits you. <gasps> you know when you jump into, like, have you ever jumped into a cold stream or whatever? And that's just here. To think of the temperatures that you guys, I, my nuts would just, everything would just recede. I would literally, they would hide in it. No, it keeps catching me, and it keeps catching me by surprise, because we were at the pub last night, and I... I didn't park right next to the pub. I parked a little farther away, and uh, I left the pub. And I thought, ah, no problems, you know. Just make, okay, you know. But make sure I put my jacket up, zip my jacket up, and put my hat on, and walk to the car. Oh man, it was cold. <laughs> it was only about a hundred meters. It was so cold. Oh, it's unbelievable. It's brutal, and it's getting like when you get down to minus sixteen, right? About minus fifteen, minus sixteen. That sort of temperature, weird shit starts to happen, like. Things start to change, like the whole workings of the world as you know it. Things just weird things start to happen. That's cold where stuff changes. Like my car doesn't like it. It's the engine turning the engine on in the morning. It just complains. It's like I'm not turning on. This is way too cold. You go to change gears, it squeaks. You go to do the handbrake, it squeaks. None of my windows will open. It took me minutes, minutes and minutes the other day just to open. My door was frozen shut couldn't scrape through the ice. My car isn't even warming up by the time I get oh. to work. It's so cold. Unbelievable. My uh, hot water heater froze. Um, the pipe, you know, the outlet pipe for my um, dryer vent down in the basement is just covered in ice on the inside of the house. It's just phenomenal. Very warm in the house. I'm glad we did our insulation. But yeah, it has been cold. Cold. No, I have to hand it to you. I, I think that uh, uh, <coughs> and I lost my gloves. Well, this is what then leads us on to, 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 to strings on mittens and mittens on strings, isn't it? Yeah, well, I had to borrow some of my wife's gloves. They're purple with light purple okay. bands on them, like like stripies. Yeah, the guys at work are having a field day with that. But in a pinch, man, in a pinch, I don't care. They could be <laughs> rainbow-colored gloves. When it's minus 15, put you will put anything on. Like, you, 
Oh, I tell you. But, but yes. But yeah, that was my story originally. So we were walking anyway. So I was walking with the kids, and I said to my wife, uh, or my wife said something. I need to go buy Stan a new snood, right? One of these things that goes round the neck. Oh yeah. And I was like, well, hang, hang on a second. He's had two snoods. I had. He's had two of my snoods that I used to I have when I rode a motorbike. Snood. So I had two snoods left over from when I, my motorbiking days. And I said, well, hang on, he's wearing my snoods. Where are they? Oh, he's lost those. He just loses everything at school. <laughs> what have you lost today at school, son? Uh, yeah, so he lost all those. And I said, this is, that's ridiculous. And then I was looking, thinking, how can we stop these kids losing? I said, why, have they not, you know, why do we not put their mittens on string? You know, like round the, through the mittens on string, through the, through the arm, up over the top, yeah. and round again. Yeah. Like we had when we were kids. And my wife told me that they're not allowed to do that anymore. No more mittens on string. Health That's and safety. Absolutely. So, I, honestly, I, 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 yeah, we have the same thing here. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. Bruce lose so many of the mittens. Well, we probably lose for him. But, uh, because there's no means, is there, of, of, of when you have mittens on strings, it was a perfect way of dealing with the issue of, of losing them. They, they were always there. You had your mittens on string. Where are my mittens? Oh, they're on string. And they are attached there. There they are. Look, so I just put them on straight away. Um, I want to know the statistics of how many kids have actually managed to create and what the accidents have been listed by the health and safety like Nazis that are out there to actually state why that has happened. You know, what, what, what happened to these kids? They, get, they, they, they were in some sort of strange boating accident with their mittens on string. Were they out there you know, with a combine harvester and one of their mittens got caught in a combine harvester and they got wrecked through the threshing blades or whatever. What, what, how have these kids been affected with their mittens on string? Or was there just one kid that locked his mitten in a car door and then tripped over and hit his head on an axe that was lying on the floor? He got dragged down the road as he said goodbye to mum and shut the door and was dragged yeah. down the road. So being stretched and then pinging back up to the door and going, help! And then flying back again and then coming back up to the door. You know, I mean, seriously, it's, it's ridiculous. Let's, let's go back to, to logic. You know, I, I, yeah. Bring back mitts on string. So I don't know, yeah. So yeah, that was a bit. I don't know. Has it generally? I have to look further into it. Whether mittens on stings, mittens on sting, mittens on string, sting on do mittens. Do sting wears mittens? <laughs> I don't know. You must be able to do a sting. <laughs> Where are my mittens? <laughs> no, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the wall. Roxanne, where are, where are my mittens, Roxanne? Bitch, where are they? They're on the string. Maybe I left them. Maybe, maybe I left them while I was walking <laughs> on the moon. Hang on, I got this. I got this. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, yeah, so I don't know whether they've actually been outlawed, but no more mittens no, I, on I, string. I, okay, moving on. All right, I'm just going to wrap up some shouts because I got loads to get. Uh, I am well behind on. Uh, a shout to uh, Craig, also known as the Wari, who gave us some support on uh, iTunes. Uh, said another top podcast, so thank you very much. That's very much appreciated. And sorry, it's taken a month and a half to get around to saying thank you. Uh, who else was there? There was also uh, Gav, who is at who's uh, iTunes. No, what did I say? iTunes? No, is it Twitter? Uh, sorry, Twitter. These guys on Twitter. Uh, at Gav, 
who said uh, who gave us some support or I think retweeted about the show which was very nice of him thank you very much I also had a I put a shout out on Twitter if anybody had any rants because just before we were going to start recording a few weeks ago um, I said uh, why Christmas licks balls <laughs> and you should give your thoughts to us <laughs> we get t-shirts printed uh, and I got a uh, yeah, we should Christmas do. Tongue and uh, I got a twit. Yeah, I got a Twitter response back from Phoenix DK, uh, who's a lady who said, uh, wh- who sent me a Twitter saying it's not Christmas specific, but you can have my thoughts on New Year's. And she sent, she's got an excellent rant online about New Year's Eve. It's everything that you would agree with. It's very good. Um, I gotta just see. Uh, P, look up PDK reviews if you want to find her blog. There's some good stuff on there. So thank you very much for that. Um, I'm gonna have to. I'll retweet that as well, um, so you can check out her stuff. Um, yeah, it was a good good thing. New Year's Eve. Why bother? And it's all based around why do we really bother going to the pub for the same old stuff? Um, cool. Right up your alley, mate. You look like I you do. need some sleep. <laughs> You're getting the coma effect of the I, bacon I, I, roll I, I, I now, aren't you? More water. More water! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I have an email here flagged uh, from you. I'm not going to go over that one because we've been over that one. And then uh, there was also another one. We had uh, a rant. Chris asked us whether it was a, an appropriate rant for us to rant about his BMW being stolen. I think stolen. it's very appropriate. We're going to rant about his <laughs> Volvo business well, next week. Yeah, no, I don't think you... Unfortunately, Chris, it's very bad that your car got stolen. Yeah, one less BMW. You're not going to... You're wrong place for the love <laughs> yeah, for that, no really. That. Yeah, sorry your car got stolen. I don't agree with that. It's not very good at all. It's a pain in the backside um, when anything like that happens. So, anyway, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at TransRants. Uh, that's probably the best place to get hold of us. No one ever emails, so I'm not even going to bother with the email address. Uh, but we are. You can find all that if you do want to email. All the information is at the website www.transatlanticrants.com. Still going yep. strong. Website updated <laughs> daily by Jeremy. <laughs> updated every ten years. <laughs> so that's fine. Uh, and that's probably round about the end. If I've missed any shout-outs, I apologize. I try and keep track of them here, but I've, uh, I'm not the best. So I'll probably find some that I've missed uh, during the week, and we'll try and bring those back. We'll try and get back together again next week. Anything, any other business, Jeremy, before Don't we head off? Don't buy more cheese at Christmas. Don't buy more cheese at Christmas. No, that's it, mate. Thanks, for everybody, for okay. listening. Do carry on listening. All right, well, I'm going to leave you to your hangover. Enjoy the rest of your day. Um, I'm going to go feed the tramps who have now decided oh. they want feeding. And uh, yes, thanks for listening. We will catch you again soon. Thanks. Next yeah. week, hopefully. Bye. All right, then. Take care.